0: Welcome to the Nonlinear Library, where we use text-to-speech software to convert the best writing from the Rationalist and EA communities into audio. This is Clem's memo, published by Abstract Applik on April 16, 2022, on Less Wrong. Declassified Documents sourced from Cabinets and the Bomb by Peter Hennessy, reproduced verbatim. Top Secret. Gen 751. 28th of August, 1945. The Atomic Bomb. Memorandum by the Prime Minister. A decision on major policy with regard to the atomic bomb is imperative. Until this is taken civil and military departments are unable to plan. It must be recognized that the emergence of this weapon has rendered much of our post-war planning out of date. For instance a redistribution of industry planned on account of the experience of bombing attacks during the war is quite futile in the face of the atomic bomb. Nothing can alter the fact that the geographical situation of Britain offers to a continental power such targets as London and the other great cities. Dispersal of munition works and airfields cannot alter the facts of geography. Again it would appear that the provision of bomb-proof basements in factories and offices and the retention of ARP and fire services is just futile waste. All considerations of strategic bases in the Mediterranean or the East Indies are obsolete. The vulnerability of the heart of the empire is the one fact that matters. Unless its safety can be secured, it is no use bothering about things on the periphery. It is difficult for people to adjust their minds to an entirely new situation. I noticed at Potsdam that people still talked of the line of the Western Nisa, although rivers as strategic frontiers have been obsolete since the advent of air power. It is infinitely harder for people to realize that even the modern conception of war to which in my lifetime we have become accustomed is now completely out of date. We recognize or some of us did before this war that bombing could only be answered by counterbombing. We were right. Berlin and Magdeburg were the answer to London and Coventry. Both derived from Guernica, The answer to an atomic bomb on London is an atomic bomb on another great city. Dueling with swords and inefficient pistols was bearable. Dueling had to go with the advent of weapons of precision. What is to be done about the atomic bomb? It has been suggested that by a Geneva Convention all nations might agree to abstain from its use. This method is bound to fail as it has failed in the past. Gas was forbidden but used in the First World War. It was not used in World War II, but its belligerents were armed with it. We should have used it, if the Germans had landed on our beaches. It was not used, because military opinion considered it less effective than explosives and incendiaries. Further, the banning of the atomic bomb would leave us with the other weapons used in the late war, which were quite destructive enough. Scientists agree that we cannot stop the march of discovery. We can assume that any attempt to keep this as a secret in the hands of the USA and UK is useless. Scientists in other countries are certain in time to hit upon the secret. The most we may have is a few years' start. The question is what use we are to make of that few years' start. We might, presumably, on the strength of our knowledge and of the advanced stage reached in technical development in the USA, seek to set up an Anglo American hegemony in the world using our power to enforce a worldwide rigid inspection of all laboratories and plants. I do not think this is desirable or practicable. We should not be able to penetrate the curtain that conceals the vast area of Russia. To attempt this would be to invite a world war leading to the destruction of civilization in a dozen years or so. The only course which seems to me to be feasible and to offer a reasonable hope of staving off disaster for the world is joint action taken by the USA, UK, and Russia based on stark reality. We should declare that this invention has made it essential to end wars. The New World Order must start now. The work of the San Francisco Conference must be carried much further. While steps must be taken to prevent the development of this weapon in any country, this will be futile unless the whole conception of war is banished from people's minds and from the calculations of governments. This means that every vexed question will have to be settled without the use of force, whether it is Palestine, venezia Giulia, the Ruhr, India. Every nation must submit to the rule of law. The USSR must abandon, if it still holds them, its dreams of revolution by force or intrigue. The UK and the USA must abandon, if they have them, any dreams of overturning left governments. All nations must give up their dreams of realizing some historic expansion at the expense of their neighbors. They must look to a peaceful future instead of a warlike past. This sort of thing has been considered a utopian dream. It has become today the essential condition of the survival of civilization and possibly of life in this planet. No government has ever been placed in such a position as is ours today. The governments of the UK and the USA are responsible as never before for the future of the human race. I can see no other course than that I should on behalf of the government put the whole of the case to President Truman and propose that he and I and Stalin should forthwith take counsel together. The time is short. We must come to a decision before the meeting of the United Nations Organization. We cannot plan our future while this major factor is uncertain. I believe that only a bold course can save civilization. UK Prime Minister Clement Attlee, shortly after succeeding Winston Churchill. Air raid precautions. Sick. Thanks for listening. To help us out with the nonlinear library or to learn more, please visit nonlinear.org.